everyone, this is John Asplund, Superintendent of District 205. Thank you for tuning into the Galesburg 205 podcast. We'll be talking to many different people within the school district during these podcasts, and this week I'm happy to welcome Mr. Eric Matthews, the District Athletic Director, to the show. Welcome, Eric. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you ended up at District 205? Sure. Um, I actually graduated from Knoxville High School in 1995, and then... After that, uh, I was able to go over and play basketball and attend Monmouth College and played four years of basketball over there for Terry Glasgow. Uh, Graduated in 1999 and then went to Western uh, to get a master's in sports management. And then a couple years after that, that led to the job at Monmouth High School at the time, the Monmouth Zippers, and I was the athletic director there. and I did that for four years. And then my last year there, we consolidated with Roseville and became what is now Monmouth Roseville. So I was there for five years. And then I went to Farmington School District in 2006. Uh, I was the athletic director there for 12 years. And um, after my 12th year, I applied here at Galesburg. And I am in my fourth year at Galesburg High School, so year 21 overall as, a, as an athletic director and administrator. Wow. So um, you obviously, uh, in every job, you've had different responsibilities and, and every place is different and, and every day is different. And, and I know that. But um, on a typical day, if there's ever a typical day at uh, Galesburg High School, let's, let's just say now in the spring, because now we're in the spring season. So in a typical spring day, what are your daily duties? So on a typical day, uh, we pray for good weather. Um, and if we get that, we are, you know, we're double checking with schools, whatever, whatever events we have going on that day. So whether it's a home event or a way event, we're confirming those, um, those contests are correct so that we don't have, you know, have us going to the event and then they're coming and then that's a big, oh, so. Um, we're confirming those things and, and bus times. And if they're home events, we've got uh, officials, we have event workers, um, and we're just confirming all of that. Uh, it's an outside event. We're con- you know, working with the outside maintenance crew that the fields are ready and trash is picked up and, and all of that stuff. So um, it's, it just takes a lot because you know, you're dealing with other athletic directors and they're busy with their schedule. So it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, back and forth trying to get all that. And then and then you're working on scheduling for next year. So that's one big thing I'm doing now is uh, completing the schedules for next year. Um, you know, I'm working on the spring schedules for next year, confirming those events and making sure contracts are updated and setting bus times and starting to work on uh, getting those officials. So that's that's kind of a typical day in the in the spring. Um, you know, it, it can change a little bit if we have a big event coming up. Like this past weekend, we had a big a track track meet at Monmouth College. So that was, you know, that takes uh, about a month to to get all that ready because it's so, so large. Um, and you got to make sure you got everything ready to go for that. And we've got like a tennis invite coming up. We've got our, our girls invite for track. We've got our boys invite for track. Um, we we're supposed to have a baseball tournament this weekend. So there's just a lot of once you get the 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 normal things out of the way, then you can kind of work on some of the bigger projects that you're trying to, that, that are coming up um, sooner than later. So for people out there that maybe just see you during a game or whatever, uh, they don't know, obviously 
sometimes that in the summertime you have a lot of really um, a lot of really big activities that you're having to work with too. So like, what's your summer um, schedule kind of look like for what you're doing? In a, in a yeah. So um, summertime, you know, we, we do a lot here at the school. Um, I think we host the longest uh, I'll say coach Massey. I think he hosts the longest uh, girls summer league basketball tournament. So um, yeah, I, he's been doing that for what? Like yeah, thirty years. Well, yeah, 25. I mean, he was way ahead of his time because no one else was doing that. And a lot of the schools that now that are in this area that are successful, a lot of that is because of, of things that he did a long, long time ago. So working with him to make sure we've got everything covered as far as gym space and officials and um, areas are clean for people to come in, and then we, you know, same thing with the boys basketball team. They they do a lot of travel in the summer with the kids. We have summer baseball that uh, does a lot of traveling. Uh, we've got seven on sevens. We, we have, um, uh, we host some, some summer, uh, soccer games with other, with other schools. So we, so we have that going on. Um, you know, cross country has practices during the summer, they have runs. So the field house is always, is always open, um, in some capacity, whether it's weight training or, um, the courts themselves or, or anything. So it's, you would think it's a downtime, but it's actually, it's quite busy and there's, there's just a lot going on and, you know, making sure, you know, we host a physical night here in the summer. Um, we still have our booster club meetings in the summer preparing for the upcoming year and their golf outing. Um, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a constant nonstop thing. And then, you know, with right now with construction going on, we're still, you know, we're really making sure we're on top of, where we can and can't be um, for for the kids and what spaces we can and can't use. Well, in this summer, we're also going to add uh, another layer to your <clears throat> to your tasks, and you need to help oversee something going on out at the track. You want to tell everybody what? Yeah, that is? so it's uh, actually very excited about this. Um, our, our track is going to get resurfaced, so uh, we have a company coming in. Um, hopefully in early June, where they will come in and, and peel off the current running surface. Um, and then we will, we'll redo the whole track. We'll do the runways for long and triple, uh, the high jump area, and then for pole vault. So that'll all come off and get, and get redone. And it'll, uh, we're excited because we got to kind of pick out some different colors instead of a traditional black. Uh, we're looking at a gray with some gold. So we're excited about that. And the thickness of it is is going to be great for the for the runners overall, because um, the one we have now is a little thin. But we're gonna we're gonna boost that up, and and that'll be nice. And it's uh, it's about a three week project to do to do that overall. So we're trying to get that scheduled for early June because we know we have seven on sevens and we have band camp and right. at the end of July and August that we got to make sure that it's not just athletics, it's activities. So we got to have a space for them to go as well. Well, and for anybody listening out there, the. The, the current track had a lifespan that was supposed to be about 10 years and it really only made it about seven. So when we put the new one down, it'll have as long as there's a structural spray that goes on there, this should last 25, 30 yeah. years. Right? Yeah. As long as we, you know, stay on top of the, the maintenance part of it with our const, const, uh, structural spray, we'll, it'll, it'll last uh, decades for sure. Yeah. So yeah. that's a, a good investment that'll actually end up saving money in the long run. So that's a, and it'll look a lot nicer so and be a lot safer for the students, which is obviously the most important part. Uh, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. So you've been uh, and you were an athlete in high school. You're an athlete in college. You've been uh, 
an athletic director for, for 20, 21 years. Um, give me, so nobody you've ever, I'm not going to have you name any Galesburg kids or anything like that. Give me some of your most exciting athletes that you've seen that were opponents. Ooh, opponents. Yeah, opponents. Uh, so you couldn't have worked with them before, so that way you kind of don't have to worry about hurting anybody's feelings here. Well, I'll say when I when I when I was at Monmouth when I first started, um, you know, Monmouth was still in the Olympic at the time, so which is no longer around. But um, the you know Tom Wurzba, who was the head coach at at Farmington at that time, and was just blessed with a plethora of uh, basketball athletes. And it was always entertaining to see, you know, uh, somebody, you know, had a small school and they would, you know, their starting lineup, my first year at, uh, Monmouth was guards were six, six and the center was six, eight. And, you know, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, where, where are these kids coming from? Uh, it just didn't seem fair that, uh, you know, somebody, uh, a coach could have that much talent, walking around their hallways in a school that size. And it was always, and they were always well coached. And, and I got to work with Tom for a little bit when I went over to Farmington, but that was, that was always something that I was intrigued at um, uh, just from, just from the athletic stance of how good they were and, and how much time they had to put in and, and buy in at a small school like that and, and continue to have success year after year after year was, was always, was always good. And then another same, same conference, uh, there was a young man by the name of Tyson Blazer who was at Rock Ridge, Rock Ridge yeah. and he was a phenomenal athlete. Um, he was a starting quarterback as a freshman. He was on the basketball team and then his best sport was baseball. And he actually ended up getting a scholarship and played at the university of Iowa and then was in the Yankees organization um, for a while. And now I think he's back up in the quad cities and has, you know, host clinics and things like that. So those, those two kind of jump out at me, um, from way back when I first started. And so, um, I'll ask you a pointed question now. So Sterling has had, uh, a rare run of female athletes that are just phenomenal. Have you ever seen a better volleyball player than and I can't think of her name right now off the top of my head, and that's terrible. But that the really good volleyball player from Sterling. Yes. So she uh, and I, I, I can't think of her name off the top of my head. She's a junior. Um, she's committed to the Ohio State University. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, you know, when Sterling had the twins, um, and they both went on to to be Division One athletes. She was a sophomore. And I thought she was the best player on the team as a sophomore. And then this past year, she, uh, she, she's once, well, they say once in a lifetime, gener you know, generation kind of player. She's, she's, I've never seen anything quite like her. It's pretty unbelievable um, that Sterling for that window was able to produce and have, you know, basically, well, they had, and the, what, the other young lady who's at the University of Nebraska, right, right. And then Nebraska was, is one of the top was, teams in the country. Who got voted freshman of the year yeah. and was a first team All-American libero and was a national uh, champion runner up this past year. So uh, you had, you know, four Division One athletes on the floor at one time, and, and which is pretty amazing. But, yeah, they they have they have, you know, had a pretty good run there um, with with their girls volleyball program. It was pretty cool to see. And it represents the Western big six. I mean, they were back-to-back -back state champions. And then obviously COVID took, 
took one more year away from because in my opinion, I, I'm pretty sure they, they would have made it to state and probably played for a, a back-to-back-to-back state champion, which is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, so the Western Big Six obviously has a has a you know tremendous athletes year after year after year. Um, in the time that you've been here, which sport do you believe uh, has the greatest collection of of top end athletes? Oh, um, I'd probably have to say football, just just from because of the size of some of the kids that I've seen. Offensive and and line. I'll, I'll say this, my first year we went to Rock Island and they had two of the biggest linemen I've ever seen. <laughs> I think one was 6'7", one was 6'8". I think one went to either Drake or Northern Iowa. And, and, and I, I think yeah. it was Drake. I think you're right. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, not only were they large, but they were, I mean, fast and, and quick and they were able to do these things and be able to, anybody to be able to be that big and be able to move like that on a football field, I think is, is pretty unique. And then they just have a plethora of talent anyways. Yeah. Well, then that um, young man from Oliver now is obviously. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah, the, the, what is the right guard? Yeah. I think he's six, seven. You know, he's been to University of Notre Dame. He's been to Auburn. So he's, he's obviously a Division One uh, prospect as well. So, you know, basketball is probably the easy one to say. Right. Um, and we've had some unbelievable kids in my four years here. The kid from Geneseo who's playing at Colorado State. Yep. Uh, McCann's, yep. um, the Harding kid right now, um, the Billups kid from Moline. My, you know, he's yep. I, he's playing at a Division One level. So, I'm not taking anything away from from them. I just football just always is kind of surprising that that kids are able to to do those things at that uh, big in size and that quickness is pretty amazing. And so you've got another <clears throat> oh couple decades left to be able to watch sports. So you know, obviously. We'll ask you back at some point and ask you if there's some some new people that make that list. But uh, for today, that's about all the time we have. And I'd just like to thank you for your time. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks, Eric. No problem. Thank you.